Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we love you. We praise your holy name. We thank you, Lord, for all of those that we have honored here today for their service to your country, to this country, for all of every one of us. And God, for the freedoms, Lord, that they fought for and in some cases gave their very lives for. Father, we thank you for the men and the women of the military forces of the United States of America. God, we turn this nation to you. We turn it over to you, Lord. We place this nation in your hands. We place our military in your hands. We place our government in your hands. God, come what may, may we look to you for our strength, for our health, for our guidance. Look to you for grace and mercy. And Lord, that you lead us through this dark time. Father, we love you. We praise you. We honor you above all else. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank, thank all of y'all so much for uh, the, the energy and the time and the work that you spent in preparing this service for today. Uh, before I get started, because I don't want to do it at the end, uh, Connie, when you stand up, where are you? Get up. Yeah, get up. Now, although you saw a whole lot of people up here doing different things, that's the ramrod of this whole thing. She was the organizer of today's event, so if you were blessed through today's event, uh, it was because of her, her work and her effort and getting everything ready. And uh, she uh, allowed the Lord to show her the people, the right people to do everything. And I think we were blessed today because of that. So thank you. Amen. To have your Bibles, let's turn to the second book of Timothy. Brother. Yes, sir. Can I say something? Absolutely. I want to relate this to you. In 1961, as a young boy, 17 years old, I joined the United States Marine. I went to Marine Boot Camp in San Diego, California. And you talking about Brother Wakeman. They would get your attention. Well, while I was in boot camp, some wise guy sent me an envelope with a stick of gum in it. We didn't get those kind of things. You didn't have things come from home. They were your mom and daddy if they told you. And you didn't hear from those people. Now looking back on it, I can understand the discipline that was required. So I tried to gently open that letter and he said, I didn't tell you to open it. He could eat it. Now I'm telling you all this. You don't know you can do something like that, but you can. <coughs> but the good part about this is, I looked down two rows and every down there was chocolate cake. And I said, Lord, help <laughs> me. That guy had to eat that whole chocolate cake sitting in front of everybody. Those are funny things to me now, but I realized then, 
Because we're trying to get our attention, get our mind off the world. You do what I tell you to do, and you don't do anything else. And I relate that to our Lord and Savior. He wants us to follow Him, to do it His way, not to turn it around and do it like we want to, and include Him when we don't have anything else to do. But I just want to say that this morning, I still like about that guy trying to eat this complication. <laughs> and uh, I thought I was in such bad shape eating a little thick gum in the envelope. But I just want to relate that to you. There's some humor in there that there's a lesson in it. And we need to take what we can, glean what we can from what our Lord trying to tell us in this day and time. We're in a dark, godless world of people. And it is my prayer and my hope that God can somehow bring a revival to this world, not just this nation, but this world, to see how important He is to us and how good He is to us. I thank y'all for listening to me and I praise God for everything He's done. Amen. Great lesson there. 2 Timothy <laughs> chapter 2, we're going to read verses 1 through 4. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace of in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangled himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. Father, thank you for our word. Amen. Thank you for the word you've shown us today. Speak to us as only you can do. <coughs> and may we hear and receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We all realize that although we have people here that were soldiers of this great country and many of us were not soldiers. Never been in the military myself. But we must all realize that even though we haven't worn a uniform, we are all soldiers. Every one of us. Every man, every woman, every child that has been called of God is called to be a soldier. When we are born again, when we receive salvation, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we are chosen to be a soldier by our commander and our chief, our Heavenly Father, God. Amen. We are under the command of the captain of our salvation, Jesus Christ. Amen. We are trained and equipped by our Master Sergeant, the Holy Ghost. Amen. We are under the command of our Lord. We are His soldiers. We are not told to question Him. We are not told to disobey Him. 
We are told to hear him and obey his commands. Then like a good soldier. And these men that fought in the in armies and in, in the wars know exactly what I'm talking about. When they told you to go forward, you went forward. When they told you to stop, you stopped. When they told you to retreat, you retreated. When they said aim your guns, you did that. When they said fire, you fired and you killed the enemy. That's what war's about. And y'all, if there's ever a war that is being fought right now, there's a war being fought in this world like we have never seen in our history. Amen. Amen. We're seeing things come to pass that we never thought we'd see come to pass. And it's just a grim reminder of this world is not my home. Right, right. I'm just passing through it. And there's a world to come that ain't going to have all the nonsense that I'm going. Amen. Are you going today? Are you ready to go? Praise God. Look at what verse 1 says. It says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. We must be strong in our grace. For by grace you are saved, through faith, you must have and take part of the grace of God. His grace is sufficient for all of our needs. He has enough of it to go around. Second Timothy, uh, again, for chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear. Did you hear that? You know why? That's part of His grace. Part of His grace that is extended to us is that we're not given the spirit of fear. How many of you are afraid to utter the name of Jesus to another person? How many of you are afraid to tell other people what Christ has done in your life? How many of you are afraid to tell the story of the cross to somebody who don't know? Now we must not be afraid because we have not been given the spirit of fear. He says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power. Amen. He's given us the spirit of power. And if you have the power of the Holy Spirit, you will not be afraid to tell people about Jesus Christ. And not only has He given you uh, the spirit of power, but He's given you the spirit of love, and He's, been, he's given you the spirit of a sound mind. Y'all, we got to learn in our mind to quit listening to all the voices that we're hearing right now. We need to lose sight of what all this gibberish and all this jabber and all this would have been, could have been, should have been. All the who did and who didn't and who's lying and who's telling the truth. Let me tell you what, there's one truth we all need to hang on to. We need to get this in our mind through the power of the Holy Spirit that there's only one truth in this whole world. And that's Jesus Christ Himself. He is the way. He is the truth. And He is the life. And He is the truth that we need right now. He is the one who can clear up all the smoke. He's the one that can change things. We can vote every day, every day for the rest of our life, 20 times a day, and we can't change anything. But He can. We need to have this truth. We need to have this power. We need to have this love. And we need to do it through love. We need to learn to quit hating each other and start loving each other. Amen. Because the Holy Ghost is shed abroad in our hearts, not by hate, not by vengeance, not by evil, 
But the love of God that's in us is how we show forth the praises of the one who loved us. The one who loved us enough to die and give his life for us when we didn't deserve it. He did it anyway. There's a whole world out there that don't deserve anything. But we got something to give them. Amen. Amen. Because we love God and God so loved the world. And that love has to transpose from him to us so we can relay it in power. And with a sound mind. Y'all, they don't know. You know what? We've made so much to do about the Constitution. Don't get me wrong. I love the Constitution of the United States. I think we are a constitutional republic. I think we need to go by those rules because if you keep going by the same rules, it affects everybody somewhere. If you keep changing them, it don't work good. But let me tell you what. There is no Constitution that's going to supersede the Word of God. Amen. And we have got to have the Word of God. That's where, the, you know what? The Bible says we get power from the Spirit, but it says the gospel of Jesus Christ is what? The power of God unto salvation. So this power that we have is given us to us through the Spirit. It's given it to us through uh, the Word of God. And it's, and, it, and, it's, and it's exemplified by the love of God through that Holy Spirit that gives us this power. Amen. Amen. But the sound mind, you know where it comes from? It comes from reading and studying the Word of God and letting the Lord teach you through His Spirit what truth is. Right. Amen. It ain't enough to have knowledge of the Word. We need to know the truth of the Word. And you know what the truth of the Word is? And I'm gonna, I hope this makes you feel better. God is in control. God is still on his throne. God is raising people up. He's taking people down. He's taking this world, this earth we live on, to a prophesied end, and he's preparing another place Amen. for those of us who are called by his name. Amen. That's what he's given us right now. So we must be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Look in verse 3. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Y'all, when, when you were in the military, you, all of you soldiers that are in here, those that were in the military, there was times that you did not even like what you were doing. You didn't understand what you were doing. You were miserable while you were doing it. And now, like A.D. said a while ago, you stand up, you look back, and you know why you were doing the very things you were doing. Amen? Amen. We got to do it to be able to endure hardness. As a good soldier of Jesus Christ, y'all, we need to quit questioning God. We need to quit questioning the Lord. We need to quit saying, Lord, where are you? He's where he's always been. He has not moved. And how much power does he have? Has he lost any? No, he hasn't lost any power. He's still God. And he's still in control of everything. And so we must endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Because this battle, see, we're focused on people. We're focused on Democrats and politicians and liberals and communists and Marxists. We're focused on people. The Bible tells us don't focus on those people. Amen. Y'all ain't liking this, are you? Come on, preach. Amen. See, I'm not here to preach what you like. I'm here to preach the Word of God, the truth of God's Word, so you'll know what He says. Amen. So if you're doing it wrong, you can start to do it right. Amen. 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 That's the way this is. This battle is hard. It's not easy, the battle we fight. 
And it's, it's hard because we ha can't see our enemy sometimes unless he presents himself or manifests himself in a human form. We don't see this enemy. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 6 and 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Y'all, let me tell you what that old saying we got the devil made me do it is showing forth itself right now. The lostness of our humanity, the lostness of our nation, and the degradation of the work of the people of God through the church of God has taken a toll on all of us. Ooh, it's quiet in here. It's all quiet in here. Let me tell you what, we need to learn how you fight the powers and principalities of darkness. You fight it on your knees. Amen. You don't fight it with your mouth. Are you listening to me? You don't fight it by watching the news and getting angry and upset, mad over everything. You don't fight it by looking at things on, on the web. You don't fight it by, by reading books written by Dr. So-and-so. You fight it by reading the book that our Lord and Savior gave us and wrote it himself that was inspired by him that is the breath of God. You find it that way by knowing truth, by knowing what to look for. And y'all, if you just look in the book, you'll see what we're headed to now. Amen. Amen. We're trying to redeem what God don't want to redeem. We're trying to stand in the way of God's move and His, His uh, see, when God says something, it has to happen. It does. When He prophesies something, that Thing that he prophesied shall come to pass. Amen. And the things that he's prophesied about this world, no matter how much we don't like what we see, is going to come to pass. Amen. And in the end, this place, read it for yourself, it's in the Bible. This place is going to melt. It's going to dissolve with fervent heat. The very elements, the air, everything's going to burn. There's going to be nothing left. Somebody told me today that they was in an airplane that's praying. And they looked down and they could see the ground disappearing below them as they ascended into the sky. And then all of a sudden they went through the clouds and you could see no more earth. And she said, and I knew exactly right then what God was talking about, that we're not citizens of this place anymore. And I added something to that. I said, yeah, and guess where he's going to meet us when he comes back? He's not going to meet us on this old sinful, lost world. He's not going to meet us on this cursed soil. He's going to meet us in the air. Amen. Amen. Can you imagine what kind of fellowship that's going to be? When every person that's ever been saved meets him in the clouds of glory, I don't think we're going to look down to you. You know why? Because we're not going to care about leaving this place. We're going to go to the place where we've lived our lives to go, where we've been saved to go, where we've been called to go. Why? Because we're the soldiers of the cross. We're the soldiers of Jesus Christ. And we must begin to fight the good fight for Him. Amen. And quit 
questioning him and why things are the way they are. And start looking to our Savior, to the hills which come of our help, for the words to say to people, to lead them into a saving relationship with Jesus Christ, because nothing else is going to matter when the end comes. Amen. Glory to God. Look at what Peter says in 1 Peter chapter uh, 5. You know, I get the I get crying sometimes, can't read my words. Second Peter, first Peter chapter 5. Listen to what Peter says in verses 8 through 10. He tells us what kind of soldier we're supposed to be. How many of you soldiers got to drink while you were in war, while you were fighting in the battlefield? How many of you got to use, uh, got to drink and, and, and make yourself drunk? And, yeah, that's an easy way to fight, isn't it? You didn't get to, did you? You were disciplined. The last thing on your mind was getting a drink. Amen. It was staying alive, wasn't it? Listen to what Peter said. He said, be sober. Be vigilant. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, that's the one that we are at war with. Not people, him, the devil. We given the devil way too much due, way too much power. He is a defeated foe. He lost his battle when the Lord Jesus Christ said, "It is finished." He wasn't talking about his life. He was talking about the rule of Satan in our lives. It is finished. And if you know Jesus, this devil, you got to be sober. You got to be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, he's like a roaring lion. He's walking about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist, resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, he will make you perfect. Woo! He's going to make us perfect, y'all. He's going to do it. Amen. He's going to make us perfect. And he's going to establish you and strengthen and settle you. You know what kind of strength we need right now? We don't need the knowledge of this world. We don't need to know what's going on everywhere in the country. We need to know what God's doing. Amen. Amen. And when you know what God's doing, it's easy to accept what's going on in this nation, isn't it? It is. If you know what God's doing, you know what Isaiah knew what God was doing, Jeremiah knew what God was doing, Ezekiel knew what God was doing, and he was fixing to bring judgment on the nation like they had never seen. But they knew what he was doing, and they knew why he was doing it, because he told them, I want to be one that knows that. I want to be one that hears from him. I want to be the one that, although I know this country's going to, to, to a bad place, I don't have to go with them. And neither do you. Amen. Amen. We cannot become so entangled in the affairs of this world. I want that scriptural, y'all. Let me let me read it to you in verse four. No man that warreth. Now y'all listen to this. We're in a spiritual warfare, right? So no man that warreth, now listen, entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. Y'all hear that? Straight out of the Word. Applies to our life today, applies to our situation today. 
There's too many Christians that have gotten so tangled up in the world and the worldliness and the politics and all of this stuff that's going around. Stuff we can't do anything about. We've gotten so wrapped up in that. It's called a diversionary tactic, by the way, by Satan himself. We have been had our attention from the focus on the Lord and the work of the salvation of lost people, which is the work of the church. And we focused it and made it a political platform mm -hmm. in the name of the Lord. Boy, I know I'm getting on some toes right now, and I know some people ain't liking this right now. But he says right here, do not get entangled in the affairs of this life. When Jesus came, he didn't come to tear Caesar down. He came to set, die for lost people and to seek and to save those that were lost. That's what he came for. Amen. And listen, he gives a reason why he don't want us to become entangled in his life. Listen to what he says. That he may please him. He talking about me. He talking about himself. That he, that the person may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Now there's a big argument to be had here. Well, you mean to tell me you want me uh, in politics and stuff? I said, no, that ain't what I'm telling you. I'm telling you don't make that the prime reason for your life. Everybody needs to vote. Everybody needs to do their part. Everybody needs to do those things. You need to pray before you go, and you need to pray for the for the most godly person to win. And I'm gonna tell you what, our selection's not any more ain't who who's godly, it's who's not the most evil. That's a sad state of affairs. And he said, Don't get wrapped up in this junk. Don't get inside of this stuff. Don't let this be your life. Don't become entangled in this so you're focused on this and you lose focus of the sight of the Lord God and you lose sight of He's coming from that way one of these days and He said, I'm not coming for people that's entangled in this life, in this world that's so wrapped up they don't know where I'm going to be here or not. He's coming for people who's waiting and watching for Him. Amen. Amen. And you can't do that if you're so entangled and engulfed in the stupidity of this world. Amen. I'm not preaching for the world. I'm not preaching for a party. I'm not preaching for a politician. I'm preaching the word of God for the God of the word. Amen. Who has called me and called all of you who are saved to be a soldier that listens to him, that follows to him. Our captain don't stay behind while we fight. Our captain goes in front of us and we're supposed to follow him. Right. Amen. Amen. God help us. And he gives us the power and the spirit. And the spirit, you know what the spirit does for us? The spirit helps us to understand the scripture. The Spirit helps us to know what truth is. The Spirit leads us in our walk with God. The Spirit leads us to glorify Him. The Spirit keeps our focus on Him. The Spirit keeps us following Him. So Christ is always in front of us. And we're always behind Him. And not only that, He's got some equipment. All you soldiers, every one of you had helmets, you had gear. Now this is a dress, uh, dress uniform here. 
if we saw the everyday uniform of that soldier and all the gear that he had to carry, you could wonder how he even walked as far as he did. All you soldiers say amen. Amen. Because you had to carry weapons. You had to carry this. You had to carry that. Why did you carry all those things? You carried those things for your protection and so you could win a battle. The Lord God has given us through His Spirit that very, that very equipment that we need to serve Him as a soldier of the cross. Amen. Y'all know where I'm going with this. I'm going to go there anyway. I'm going to read you Ephesians and listen to this. I'm not going to preach it. I just want you to hear it. Uh, chapter 6, verses uh, 13 through 18. Listen to this. He says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. When you get saved and you get called to God, the Holy and get filled with the Holy Spirit, the Spirit's going to equip you with the armor that you need to win the war. Are you listening to me? And then he says, he says here, he says, Take on the armor of God that you may be able to do what? Withstand. Withstand. The evil day. Y'all think we're in an evil day? If you think you're in an evil day today, you better have on this armor. Instead of worrying about overcoming the evil, you better have the armor of God because the evil's here. And you need the armor of God to do what? To withstand it. Hmm. Boy, that's weird preaching, ain't it? I'm supposed to be up here telling you, oh, you go out there and you get on your knees and pray God's going to change all this. You better be praying in the will of God because it may be God's will that is doing what it's doing. That's right. And he says, put on that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. How many of you are giving all you got to Jesus Christ? Don't raise your hand. How many of you are giving everything you've got for the cause of Christ? Mm. And I know some are doing a lot and some are doing more than others. And some ain't doing nothing. But grabbing about everything else. Having done all to stand. Then he says, stand therefore. And he tells you how to stand and how what's going to keep you upright. That your Lord's girt about with truth. Truth! From the Word of God, truth! <laughs> and having on the breastplate of righteousness. That's Christ in you, by the way. That's where He's from. He's righteous and we're not. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Amen. Amen. Lord struck me with something here a while back, and I, he struck me with it before, but he really made me understand it this time. My wife hadn't even told her. If I spend as much time studying the Bible as I do watching television, I'd be a scholar for a long with you. Amen. Amen. If I spend as much time reading my Bible as I do seeing what people writing on Facebook, <laughs> I can go on. Boy, boy, it is quiet. You can hear a pin drop in here on this death celebration. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith 
wherewith you shall be able to do what? Quench the fiery darts of the devil. You know what's going to protect us against this onslaught of darkness in this nation? The shield of faith. Right. Amen. Amen. And don't say the devil does it. It says quench all the fire darts of who? The wicked. Mm. You've been hearing them? We're going to come for this. We're going to come get your guns. We're fixing to change the Constitution. We're going to fire the courts. We're going to do this. We're going to come to your house. We're going to do that. We're going to take this away from you. We're going to give it to this one. We're going to do it. You know what the Bible says fight that with? The shield of faith. You know what we ought to tell them? You just come get anything you want to. Oh, you can't. You can't get Jesus. Amen. You can't take the Holy Ghost out of me. <laughs> take that and smoke it. <laughs> if anybody had the power to get the Holy Ghost out, you saved them. Then they yanked him out a long time ago, and you would have had no power. Amen. We don't have a bunch of the spirit of fear because we got the Holy Ghost in us. And we got the, the, the shield in front of us called the shield of faith. And no matter what this world turns into, I got faith in the one that hung on that cross because I know what he's doing for me right now. He's getting a place ready for me to go. He's getting a place ready. No, he can come get me to where he is. I'm going to be with him also. So let the wicked people throw the darts because the ones that's throwing the darts ain't going with him. Yeah, right. Amen. Amen. Well, we serve a great God, don't we? Let me finish reading this. And take the helmet of what? Salvation. You want to know how to get your mind with the right with God? You better put on this helmet of salvation because without that helmet, your head, your mind is all <coughs> mush. And that's what they're going for, your mind. You know, why do you think they keep putting out false information to you? Why do you think the world keeps lying to you? Because they're trying to get in your mind. I was talking to somebody today about social justice. Boy, that sounds great. People who have been used and abused in the past, we owe them something, amen? And then you go read in the book of Ezekiel where he says, the father is not responsible for the sins of the child and the children are not responsible for the sins of the father. We are all held accountable for our own sins. I don't know anybody nothing that lived 100 years ago. Amen. Well, I chose to live my life for Jesus. I can't help it what Grandpa chose. There you go. Amen. Social justice is not scriptural, by the way. And neither is any of this, but it sounds so good. A woman's right to choose? That sounds so good. It's murder of the innocents. Amen. Amen. I don't care what you choose to believe. I don't know what the Word of God says. Amen. Well, it don't say you can't have an abortion. Really? So it says you can kill your babies? Is that what it says? No, it don't say that. Matter of fact, Israel was destroyed, and one of the reasons given is because they shed the blood of the innocents by sacrificing their children to stupid idols. Amen. They have no power. We just do it before they're born. And trying to get it where we can do it after they're born. That's what we're looking at. And it all sounds good. The woman ought to have the right to choose what her destiny of her body is. Yeah. She's had it all the time. She had it when she conceived. That's right. There you go. Amen. 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 
I don't understand all I know about this stuff. But it sounds good. That's why we need the helmet of salvation so that stupidity can bounce off. And we can see the truth. i got to move on. And the sword of the Spirit, hallelujah, which is the Word of God. You want, this is the only weapon we're given to fight with. It's a sword of the Spirit of God. And when it's in the mind of the people of God, and it's held in the hand of the people of God, and it's preached from the pulpits of the churches of God, it is powerful. Amen. And it's true. And y'all, I'm not trying to keep you from doing what you're doing. I'm trying to get you to do it God's way. I'm, I'm fixing clothes. Look at verse 18. How do you get all this? How do you keep this armor? You know what? The, 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 the soldiers had to take their weapons and they had to spit shine those weapons. They had to clean them up. They taught them that in boot camp, by the way. Y'all seen the movies. You've seen how it works. Some of these guys seen it in real life. They made them keep their shoes spit shine. They made them make their beds where you could put a quarter on it and bounce. Didn't they? Yes, sir. Amen. Yeah. They did. And the reason for all of that stuff. And so, but you had to learn to do that. And then they came along and checked on you. And if you didn't do it, whoo, push ups, push ups, and more push ups, latrine duty, bill papers, all that good stuff. So we have a way to keep all of this stuff polished and shining. But it ain't with spit, it's with prayer. It was, it's with prayer. One of the greatest resources our Lord gave us. When he died on the cross and that veil in that temple was rim twain from top to bottom. He gave us access. We can now come boldly before the throne of grace. We need to start taking advantage of that access right now Amen. in our lives today. We need to turn the TVs off, turn the tele, uh, turn the, uh, uh, the, the telephones off. We need to get on our knees and we need to call on the Holy God. And pray. If you can't do it in your house, go find something to do. Get on the tractor. Get on the lawnmower. Get on the mule. Walk through the woods. Get your mind on Jesus Christ Amen. when you pray to Him. Amen. He said, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Now this armor is given to us. And it's maintained through prayer. The great asset that we have because we have a relationship with the one who gave us that right. Amen. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I pray today that the Lord has spoken to your heart. I pray today that you have heard what the truth of the Word of God says about our situation today. It's there. It is what it is. It's going to change what it will change. And God's still in control. That's right. Amen. Y'all, the devil could control everything we've done. we gone from here a long time ago. He ain't in control. But we give him control sometimes. Ourselves. Because what we don't give to Christ, we wind up giving to him. It's time for the Christian church for the people who are saved to give it all to Jesus Christ and become a soldier that pleases <coughs> our Father. Amen. 
Would you stand, please? Every eye closed, every head bowed, please. I don't know what's going on in your heart and your mind, but God does. I don't know what you've been up to, but God does. I don't know what you've been reading, <coughs> been watching, what you've been saying, but God does. And I hope from the Word of God today that you can take this Word and apply it to your life and see how it measures up for you. <coughs> if it measures up fine, then you just stay where you are. But if it don't, these altars are open for you. There's a place up here to these altars where you can find Him. Call on Him. Ask Him for the power to make you what He wants you to be. To make you a good soldier for Him. And to be able to fight the good fight. To take your focus off of this world and put it on Him. We got this altar call it won't last but a few minutes. For just that few minutes, Take everything else out of your mind and put your mind strictly and solely on Him, who He is, and what He'll do for you. Examine yourself and see the areas of your life that you haven't surrendered to Him yet. And you come to these altars and you say, Lord, I've been holding this back from you. Not anymore, I'm going to give it to you. Could you do that? It's never a wrong time to do what's right. It's never a bad time to tell the truth. It's always good to be that soldier of Jesus Christ who has been disciplined and trained and equipped by the Holy Spirit of God. If you don't have the Holy Spirit of God, you can't have this training. You can't have this equipment. You can't have this faith. You can't have this armor. And you won't understand one thing except what the devil wants you to know. You're right where he wants you. If you want to get right with God, you've got to give your heart to God. You've got to give your soul to God. And you've got to receive from God His Spirit. So you'll have the power to keep what God has given you. Do you have that? Do you know that? Do you need that? If you need that, just come talk to me just a minute. It's time that we booted Satan out of the house and said, Jesus, my house is your house. My home is your home. My heart is your heart. My soul belongs to you, Father. My mind is only for you from now on. And these lips are to call upon your name and praise your holy name. That's who I want to be. Tell him that. Show him that. And mean it. Because he knows your heart. Mean it. And you'll be amazed at what he can show you and do for you. How much sense things are to make to you.
I just love y'all to death. Thank you for being here today. I hope you come back tonight and visit with us at 5 o'clock and uh, hear some more truth from the Word of God. Our visitors, we thank all of you for being here today. Our our uh, military, ex-military personnel, and we thank you. God bless you, and thank you all from the bottom of our hearts for your service to this nation, for our good. Amen. It ain't about just to a nation and a flag. It's to the people of the nation that you made your sacrifice. We love you, and we thank you for your service to us today. God bless you all. Amen. Let's have a word of prayer, and like I said, hope to see you again tonight. Y'all have a blessed afternoon, and, uh, and, and don't, don't snore so loud that your throat gets sore so you can't testify tonight. Amen. Amen. Don't, don't snore that, that much. God bless y'all. Brother Mike, you dismiss us, please. Our Heavenly Father, we know who our source is. Father, we believe in you. We have accepted you as our Lord and Savior. We are children of the King. Father, knowing that, Father, that we do not have a spirit of fear, but Father of power, as our pastor just called. Father, I grieve, though, for my nation. As Jeremiah did, he grieved that his nation had fell into iniquity. And Father, that they had done the things that was bringing God's judgment down Father, I grieve for the same thing. Father, I truly believe that we were a nation under God at one time. But Father, we have thrown God aside. We have pushed prayer out of schools. We have we have done everything to provoke God. We have offered our children up as sacrifices. We have endorsed homosexuality. Father, those things brought the wrath upon us. Father, we just ask for repentance, for mercy, for revival in our nation. Father, I, I know that if this new administration has its way, they will stop the church if possible. <coughs> Father, we know who's in charge of the church. And Father, we just ask that, that we stand against the gates of hell and that, Father, that none of us come to be, that you're in charge. Mm -hmm. That, Father, whatever chastening that needs to be done, we accept it and we, we know we deserve it. Father, we just ask for your protection over this church and over the people that are here this morning. Mm -hmm. Father, we just ask that you put your protection around us. Let you protect us and provide and take care of us. And Father, we give you the praise and glory because of your son Jesus and his death on the cross. Father, that our salvation and our destiny has already been decided. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Anyway, but you know, this morning we talked about being a good soldier and that we're chosen by the Lord, that, uh, and, but you know what? Our effort is to, to actually please Him, not not anyone else, but to please God Himself, please the Lord. Our warfare is spiritual, and against evil, it's against evil. We see evil so rampant today, and uh, but we we've got to have the power in order for us to be pleasing to God. We have to have that power that only comes through the. Holy Spirit of God. Without the Holy Spirit of God in us, we are powerless. Without the gospel, we have no power.
to, to combat combat the, what they say and, and compared to what the Christ our Lord has shown us and told us in the Gospels. That's why the, the Gospel has so much power. It, it is a it, it's not only an instruction manual, but it also debunks false doctrine. It tells us what's right and what's wrong, and it don't make any exceptions. And, and the world today tries to tell us that what the Lord has said is wrong and an abomination. It's okay. And they try to make you feel small and insignificant if you disagree with them. And so we have to be, we have to have this power in us and make sure that we have this power. So uh, if you have your Bibles, you can, I'm going to go to a few scriptures and I'm going to just read them. Uh, but we must be strong in the Lord. Our strength is not going to come from men. It's not going to come from government. It's not going to come from uh, work. It's not going to come from any place. It's not even going to come from our own family. Now, you can't draw strength from one another. You can you can see somebody that's so strong in the Lord and say, I want to be like that. I want to be and that. That's the way we all ought to be. They ought to look at us I want to be like those people. I want to have the attitude they've got. I want to believe like they believe. I want to have faith like they have. I want to have the strength that they have to know that no matter what goes on in this world, this is going to be okay because God's still in control. We, we need to exhibit that and, and make sure people understand that. Uh, but Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, listen to this scripture right here. He said, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord. Amen? Be strong in the Lord and, and in the power of his might. You, you remember uh, what David said when he charged Goliath? Anybody remember what David said when he charged Goliath? Anybody? You don't want to remember that? The might of the Lord. Yeah. He, he said, not by my power, but by my might. I come to you in the name of the Lord. That's the attitude you've got to have because the giant's still standing in front of us. Amen? And we have to have the strength of the Lord. And David knew he had this strength. How did he know that? He had been in personal contact with the Lord God himself. He had been praying. He had let the Lord anoint him. He had accepted the call, and he was waiting patiently for the Lord to, guess what? He was waiting for the Lord to remove all the obstacles to put him in the place God had called him to be. Y'all, that's what we need to do. We need to wait patiently in our place until God removes everything where he can put us in place. Now, we talked this morning about, about the armor. We talked about uh, Heavenly Father being our, our Commander-in-Chief. We talked about Jesus Christ being our, our Captain of our salvation. We talked about the Holy Spirit being uh, being the uh, the uh, Master uh, Sergeant who, who's in command, who gives us all these these things and, and uh, gives us this, this truth and gives us all the things that we need to go into this battle with. And one of them was the armor of God. But what I didn't share with you this morning that I actually did have written down is the church. You know, some of y'all were stationed at this fort and that fort and this fort and that fort where you got your training. This is the fort of God. Amen. His church. This is where we get our training. Amen? Amen. This is why, that's why people say the church is not important anymore. That's why they have power no more. Amen? Amen. That's why they have no power anymore. Because this is where we get our training. This is where it happens. This is where discipleship happens. This is where Bible study happens. This is where we talk about what thus says the Word of God and we figure out what it means to us. Amen? And we come up with ideas and, and, and we see things in the Scripture 
Then and when you get it in the, in the Old Testament, I'm going to tell you what, we're talking about finding a picture of Jesus in the Old Testament. You can find the United States of America in the Old Testament too, and it ain't pretty what's going to happen here. Because we're, we're, in a, we're almost identical to what Israel and Judah finally had become. Mm -hmm. We're almost identical to what they were. And when judgment fell, there was no prophet, there was no preacher, there was no mother, there was no daddy, there was nobody who could pray enough to stop it from happening. It happened and the Lord told those prophets, quit praying for these people because judgment's coming. <coughs> what he told them. When I read that, I thought, God said that? <laughs> He did. He did. Don't mourn for these people anymore. It's past that. I don't have you know? That's scary. It is scary. And what we've got to do is not <coughs> put ourselves in that position where we're past that. <laughs> we have to keep our right mind. We have to rely on the power of the strength of an almighty God and He's given it to us. We need to claim that power and live in that power. Amen. And don't be ashamed of it. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be, a, don't be afraid to hold it up to the devil. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Don't be afraid of confrontation. when it don't, don't argue. Don't fight. Don't war. But don't be afraid to use the word of God. Don't be afraid of that. So he says we ought to be strong in him. Our strength is only in him. Without him, we're nothing. Nothing. Amen. Samson was the ultimate man. They couldn't do nothing with that guy. He could tear down the gates of the city, uh, the city wall. He could take them out and drag them up on the hill, trying to scoff at those people. And a lot of people think, well, when he lost his hair, he could have done that. Ain't what I called him when he lost the spirit of God. That's right, amen. He was just like everybody else. We don't need to be that way. He learned that lesson a hard, hard way. Amen? So we need to be strong in the Lord. And we need to understand we're not kept by the power of a nation. Listen to me. We're not kept by the power of, of, of the nation. As much as I love our military people, as much as I love and respect our veterans, you know why our nation wins wars? Because God willed it. Amen. 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 Yes, sir. No, I was just. We get our strength from up there. Every bit of it. We get our strength from up there, whether we're toting a gun or not. Our strength comes from Him. Amen. And so look at First Peter. If you have your Bibles, First Peter chapter one, verse two through nine. That's kind of lengthy, but I'm gonna read it anyway. It says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. You want to know where grace and peace comes through? You know why some people are not very troubled about what's going on in the country right now? Because their peace don't come from the country. It comes from the knowledge of God. That's what Debbie's been trying to tell everybody. Amen? Our peace don't come from them. It comes from Him. Amen. So he said, grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power hath given us all things that pertain unto life and to godliness through the knowledge of him. There's that word again. You don't think Bible study is not important? 
You don't think knowing about Him and reading His Word is not important? Where do you get the knowledge of God? You get it from the Word of God. Amen? That's why Jesus was the Word that became flesh. And so we, got, we get it through this knowledge, through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue. We get our knowledge from the One who has called us to glory and virtue, <clears throat> whereby we are we given unto uh, given unto us exceeding and great and precious promises. Just think about it. Debbie told me this morning that she's got the kids doing leaves at her house, and and uh, every day they're putting on on uh, writing on the leaves something they're thankful for. Amen. And she said on Thanksgiving Day, they're going to read all of the stuff, the combined days of every day, something different that they're thankful for. And it'll help them to see how blessed they are. Even, even with everything going on, we still can be blessed. Amen. 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 Y'all, every promise of God <laughs> for His people are ours to claim. We need to think about them. We need to claim them. We need to, to rely on them. And he said, So whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature. Amen? Amen. We get to partake of the divine nature of a holy God by knowing these promises and living these promises. And it all comes through what? Knowledge of God and His Savior in uh, Jesus. And he said, partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world. Rule us. Let them do it. We're escaped from that. And the only thing that will cause us to be hostage of that is we become like that. Amen? God hasn't called us to become like that. He's called us to become the opposite of that. And we have to understand that and know that. And that comes through the knowledge. And beside this, giving all diligence, add your faith virtue and the virtue knowledge. Uh, and to knowledge, it goes into this, this, uh, the, the, these details and the knowledge uh, diligence and to your faith virtue and the virtue knowledge and the knowledge temperance and the temperance patience and the patience godliness and the godliness brotherly kindness and the brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you, and the bound, that means if they're in you, they're not just in you, they're visible in you. They abound. They make you that you shall never, neither be barren nor unfruitful. He ain't talking about having babies. Amen. He's talking about bringing people to Christ. Amen. Amen? Amen. He's talking about spiritual babies. Amen? And, and he, nor unfruitful in the knowledge, there that word is again, in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Bible says you confront, you confront, you can defeat evil by doing good. Amen. You know what good to do by knowledge of who, who is all good. God's good. Amen. Amen. You need the knowledge of why he's good. And those promises, and you need to be a partaker of the divine power of God that comes through that knowledge. You know what? Knowledge ain't worth two cents if you don't use it for something. <laughs> Amen? Amen? I don't care what you know how to do. If you don't never do it, it's useless knowledge. It's just filling up brain cells in your head. It's not any good. 
<laughs> so the knowledge that we have are given of God is not to sit in our head and be kept a secret. It's to be used to build something. It's to be used to build a spiritual house full of spirit-filled people. Amen? Amen? That's what it's all about. Okay, let me move on. So, we, are, we, we must be strong in the Lord. We are kept by His power. Our strength is made possible by the death of Jesus Christ. Boy, that's strange, isn't it? That it took the death of Jesus Christ to make this power available to me and you. It just goes, you know what? When you get to thinking about what Christ did for us when He died on the cross where He willingly gave Himself, the, the ramification of that and the, the, the blessing to us from that, we, we just, you know, we could, if you just start off the top of your head, you can name a couple of things that boom, 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 that it helped you with. But everything is a result of that. Everything that we have is a result of that. The church is a result of that. Every saved person that's filled with the Spirit is a result of that. Every saved Gentile is a result of that death. Amen? If Christ hadn't died, we wouldn't have any way to be forgiven of sins today. Amen. We'd still be trying to kill bulls and goats. Trying our best. And, and it done good, but God, well, that was no good to God anymore. But when Christ died, He gave us something. Then when you think about what He did for us, oh, hallelujah, Amen. that we have a God that loves us that much? Amen. So our strength is made possible by Christ's death. Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 8. Listen to what it says. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Have you got peace with God? How do you have it? Through the Lord Jesus Christ. By whom also we have access. When you have this faith in Jesus Christ, He gives you access to something. Think about this. You have access by faith into the grace wherein you stand. No wonder he says, my grace is sufficient for you. Because he's given you and me access into this faith through our relationship with him. And he says, and where you stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. You know what we ought to be doing while everybody else is pouting right now? We ought to be celebrating and rejoicing. And everybody said, well, what are you so happy about? You, you didn't get the president you wanted, no, but I got the God I wanted. He's still there. Amen. And you can't vote him out. I saw the Democrat Party try to do that myself. I watched it live when they voted him off the platform. I saw that. That happened about uh, 2005, one year. I saw that personally with my eyes. Amen. They can't vote him off the platform. They can say it, but they can't do it. Amen. So anyway, he says, and not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. Now really? Did you hear that? <laughs> now that's the way we're supposed to face tribulation. How do we face tribulation? Oh, woe is me. That's the way we face it. Is that what the scripture tells us? He says, and not only so, but glory in tribulations also. Why? Knowing that tribulation worketh patience in you. Is patience important to us? 
The, it's so important the Bible says in your patience you possess your soul. Woo! You know why we're still waiting on Christ to come? That's the patience of the saints. Good point. Yeah. We have patience waiting on Him and the world saying, hey, y'all been saying that ever since I remember. He ain't come. He ain't, there ain't nobody coming no time. Mm. But the patience of the saints through faith in Him because we've been partakers and we've got knowledge of the Word of God and we know the promises of God. If there's one promise I know without a doubt, He's going to keep this out. He keeps telling us to wait on the Lord. Well, wait, and that's often in the Bible is wait on the Lord. Yeah. Wait. And so we need patience to wait. To wait. To wait on Him. And patience brings experience. And experience brings hope. And hope maketh not ashamed. Amen? Because, and he gives a reason, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. How? <laughs> By the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength, now listen to this, because we're talking about our strength made possible because all Christ died for us. For when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. He made a wretch like me saved because he died. He made a wretch like you saved because he died. Amen? Amen? Well, this is a beautiful scripture, isn't it? That it, it? it just exemplifies the love of God. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet for, for adventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Glory to God. Glory. You, somebody made a remark the other day that they couldn't hardly fathom how he could be hanging on the cross and wanting to forgive them. He wasn't worried about himself. He was worried about those people that were killing him. Amen? Because he knew what they were going to have to listen to and go through for the rest, for his, the rest of eternity. rest of history. This is the last one. Ephesians uh, chapter 3, verse 14 through 19. Listen to the scripture right here. Our strength comes by and through the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. I told y'all this morning, no spirit, no strength. Matter of fact, let me add to that. No spirit, no salvation. Amen? Amen. Amen. You got to be born again. What Christ say that meant? By the water and the Spirit. You got to be born of the Spirit. Amen? And so uh, Ephesians chapter 3 Verses 14 through 19. Listen to this. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we all need to be doing right now. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That's heaven and earth, by the way. Y'all noticed that, didn't you? The family of heaven and earth. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Can you look at somebody and tell when something's eating them up? When something's really bothering them? 
Have you ever seen somebody that you knew real well that they, they might have been always laughing and giggling and all of a sudden they're not get laughing and giggling and they've got a somber look on their face. They may even have pain in their eyes or their face and you know something wrong with them, don't you? Well, right, the opposite, that's true of the Holy Spirit. When we are filled with the Spirit of God, people ought to look at you and know. Amen. It ought to be all over you. There ought to be a holy glow about you. There ought to be a presence about you. Then when you walk into a room, people feel something. It ought to radiate from us. Don't you think? Amen. Y'all, if we could ever get a hold of that and get that much power, how do you get it? You ask him for it. Amen. Boy, that's simple enough, ain't it? And you've got to be deserving of it. So you have to <laughs> repent and then ask him for it. Ask him to give you this power. He's got plenty of it, more than, than we know. And so he said, so uh, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Now listen to this. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. Did you hear that? If the Spirit's not there, Christ ain't there. This is how Christ is in your heart. That's what we teach our children to say. Tell them Jesus is in your heart. And you ask one of them and ask him where Christ is, that's what they'll tell you. Amen? And so he said, so, uh, uh, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height and to know the love of Christ which passes all understanding and all knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. You know how much of God you get when you get the Holy Spirit in you? All of him. Amen. If we could just learn in, 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 our, in our conditions to tap that power. Just to, just to tap into it one time. Oh my. You talk about a world changing event or a life changing event. It may not change nobody else around you, but it's going to change you forever. And you know what you're going to want? More. More. And more. Every time. You're going to want more. Amen. Now the thing about our power is that uh, it's the vessel that it's in. Amen. The vessel that it's in. We're the vessel that it's in. And although we have all of this extraordinary access to all this extraordinary power, the Lord does not take our spirit, our spirit, away from us and replace it with his spirit. Now listen to me. He puts his spirit in there with your spirit. And that is the warfare that Paul kept teaching us about that when I want to do this, I do something else. When there's something I know I need to do, I don't do this. There's something I know I don't need to do, that's what I do. Paul admitted that. Now, if he was having that trouble, I think we will too, don't you? Amen. Amen. So what we have to do is keep our spirit in the subjection to the Holy Spirit of God. Now let me ask you a question. The Lord tells us, because he gives us a pecking order, and I don't want to get anybody flogged tonight, especially me. But God gives us a pecking order in our family, doesn't he? Yes. He said, there's me, mm -hmm. God. There's husband, 
and then there's wife, and then there's children. And he says to the wife, what? I know y'all don't like to say it. That you're supposed to be under subjection to who? To the husband and the Lord. Now, a lot of people think that in the Lord means, well, if he's serving the Lord, then I'm under subjection. That ain't what it means. It's telling the wife, you stay under subjection to him because I asked you to and told you to. So when you do that, you're not yielding yourself to him. You're obeying me. We need to do that with the Holy Spirit of God, with our spirit. We need to put ourselves under the subjection of the Holy Spirit of God so we can have that divine power from God. And our spirit must agree with the Holy Spirit. You know what gets us in trouble? We want to disagree with the Holy Spirit. Because our spirit wants to do what we want to do. The Holy Spirit wants us to do what glorifies Christ. Amen? So we have to make His will our will. That's why somebody said that prayer tonight, to hold the strength and the power of that prayer. Instead of praying to, for God to elect somebody for us, pray His will be done. Because we sure, sure don't want to get in interfere with the kingdom work. We don't want to interfere with God completing prophecy that He's got arranged for this work. So what we want to do is always pray that prayer with the power that we have. Lord, may your will be done. And be prepared to accept that will. You say, well, that, I, I just can't see it that way. I go back, keep going back to Isaiah. I keep going back to Jeremiah. Jeremiah was the most... He preached all of his life and never made one convert. Amen. Not one. He wept and he cried and he mourned. They did everything to him. And he said, I ain't preaching this no more. And he said, it's just, Lord, we did a whole time. And he well up there. And he, he, couldn't, he couldn't keep his mouth shut. <laughs> now listen to me. It can't get no worse than it was for him here. <laughs> and what we need to do is not keep our mouth shut. But we need to do it in the right way. We need to do it for the right reason. And we need to do it from the knowledge of our God in Christ Jesus through the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And when we do it that way, I'm going to tell you, they may hang us on the cross. You know what happened to all them men that followed him with John? They all died. They died. You know why? Because they believed what they preached. Because they had seen what they were preaching. We need to see that. We need to have some dreams and visions. I believe in dreams and visions, don't you? you? need to tell them what I told you last week about my dream. You know, I forgot. I told you last week I dreamed Joe Biden was going to be president. I didn't tell nobody. That was a 50-50 chance. That was a 50-50 chance. But when I, in my dream, I saw it. And I, I know a lot of people still got the hope that they're going to go into courts and all this stuff. And, and, and if it's the Lord's will, they will. But I still had that dream. Amen. I didn't like it. And a lot of times, God in His wisdom and His preparation for this world 
does a lot of things we're not going to like. Jeremiah and Ezekiel, y'all listen to me. Listen to me. They saw dead bodies piled up in the streets and in the temple of God where people ran to begging for mercy to keep those Babylonians from killing them and they killed them right there. And you know what? When they took them captive, they had to leave all their bodies stacked up in the streets and then they didn't get to bury nobody. They left them there and walked away. Don't tell me how bad it can't get. It can get bad. But God has a remnant of people. He's got a people that He's going to keep. And I hope you've got that mark on you. I hope you got that mark in you. Because you're going to need it. Without it, you're going to be in a heap with the rest of the bodies. But with that mark, you're going to be with Him. Let's pray together. Father God, we love you. And we pray, God, that we take earnestly what we've heard from your scripture tonight. God, that we, we let you reveal yourself and your, your secrets and your promises and your prophecy and all of those things that, that are working in, in this world right now. Not because the devil's doing them, but God, you are. You are the one that raised up Nebuchadnezzar. You, you called him your servant. In one place, you even called him a king of kings. But you raised that man up to do your bidding. And as evil as it looks like it was, you did that. And God, we, we want to look at you and, 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 and think you couldn't do that. You wouldn't do that. God, help us never never to try to tell you who you are. But help us, Lord, to let you show us who you are. Help us, Lord, to have knowledge of, of you and of your Savior, Jesus. Help us to, to have this knowledge, to study the Word of God and to see how bad it really can get and how bad it is going to get before the end comes. And God help us not to prepare to fight that battle, but help us to prepare for the next life where what we do here matters. And help us, Lord, to live our lives in faith and be partakers of the kingdom of God here. Help us to be valuable parts of the church Help us to, to come here to learn, to, to, to get the equipment that we need. God, to get the wisdom that we need, the understanding, the knowledge that we need. And not just to get it. The Lord grant us the boldness to take that that we know of you and use it. Not only in our personal life but to tell other people who you are. They need to know. And God, when we do that, we take all burden and responsibility from ourselves and the burden gets placed on lost humanity. God, help us to be those people who proclaim who you are publicly and without shame and in the power 
of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for this church. Bless these people tonight. God be with those that are sick and hurting. And we're going to give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being here tonight.